Coming up, the Guardians and Cubs make up grounds in their divisions. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome and you're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. Local experts join us. Let me recap all the action for you from yesterday across Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Bryce Harper's 300th home run gave the Phillies a lead in the eighth inning, but the Angels stormed back with three runs in the ninth to stun the Phillies for a win. After a thrilling finish, our Locked On hosts with both teams have more on the final. The Phillies offense goes nuclear as they take down the Los Angeles Angels. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. Don't worry about that <laughs> bottom or top of the ninth inning. That doesn't count. Bottom line, the Phillies slugged five home runs. Trey Turner goes yard. Bryce Harper goes yard. Kyle Schwarber goes yard. Bryson Stock goes yard. Alec Bohm goes yard. The offense is insane right now. JT Romuto had two hits. Trey Turner had three RBIs on the night. He's really hot right now. Bryce Harper's one home run away from 300. I mean, Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm are insane. Uh, you walk uh, Bryce Harper to get to Alec Bohm, and then next thing you know, he's hitting a three-run home run. I mean, this team is up to 57 home runs for the month. It's one of the greatest offensive months in the history of baseball. And yes, the bullpen needs to settle things down a little bit, and the starting pitching can be a little bit better, but this Phillies team is playing unbelievable, and they're swinging it so well at the plate right now. We'll talk more in the next episode of Locked on Phillies. The Angels and giving up leads. Name a better duo. What's going on, everybody? John Frisch, one half of Locked On Angels. I know it seems like deja vu because we had the same conversation yesterday. We're having it again today. The Angels just cannot hold a lead no matter what they do. I know that the Phillies have a very powerful offense, but Tyler Anderson had six earned runs against him in this one, despite the fact that the Angels had a 4-2 to lead in the sixth inning. Then Angels pitching surrendered six runs in that bottom of the sixth to the Phillies. They end up losing this one 12-7. to This comes on a day where the Angels placed so many players on waivers in hopes of getting below the luxury tax. Now, I know it feels like a very Artie Marino move. There's some nuance to it, and we're going to explain why this is so Artie, but also explain what the Angels might be trying to do here. We're going to talk about all of that on Locked on Angels, so join Mike and I on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Guardians picked up a game on the division leaders by beating the Twins in Minnesota yesterday, with five games now separating the teams. Locked on Guardians and Twins recap that Cleveland victory. Cleveland Guardians beat the Minnesota Twins tonight 4-2. Probably not what you expect after your starter pitches one inning back-to-back days with a starter exits early. Bullpen took care of it in this one, and you know three from Gaddis, two from Henches, one from Stefan, one from Sandlin, one from Classe, uh, another Bo Naylor home run. I believe that's his last three starts he's homered in. A doubles by Ramirez, Calhoun, and Arias. Arias had two yesterday, so that's three doubles uh, in the last two days for him. And overall, just the extra base hits that have been coming. Cleveland is now homered in eight straight games and nine out of ten. You have to go back to the Detroit series for the last time they didn't homer. Every game in the Dodgers series, every game in the Blue Jays series, and so far every game in this twin series. It's nice to see the power coming. And it's you know not just the home runs. It's more doubles, but the home runs stand out. Cleveland beats twins 4-2 to two tonight. So far it's a split in this series for the division crown. Twins drop a tough one, 5-2 to the Guardians, still up five games in the division with 28 to go. So still good chance of making the playoffs, winning the division, but I understand if fans are a little down after this one. Sonny Gray, great for seven innings, 
misfires a little bit in the last inning, so the Twins go to the bullpen, line it up exactly like you want, and then for some reason go to Cody Funderburk late. It's kind of weird to see Rocco Baldelli show as little faith as he did in Emilio Pagan based on how much faith they've showed in the past. But Twins drop one, 69 and 65. Still, big lead, should be just fine down the stretch. But that's not going to help people sleep tonight. Just get excited for Texas coming up next. And in the stat that you may not see anywhere else, Twins, this surprised me. 841 OPS with runners in scoring position in September, including 14 home runs, which is third in MLB. Chris Bassett threw eight shutout innings, and the Blue Jays beat the Nationals in Toronto on Wednesday. Our Locked On local experts with the teams go over all of the details from up north. The Nets can just simply never make it easy. The Nationals beat the Blue Jays 5-4, to four, and oh my God, what a weird last few innings. First and foremost, let's start out with some highlights from today's game. Carter Keyboom getting another home run since joining the big league club just a little bit over last week now it's just been what eight nine days now he's got a couple home runs in him carter keepum starting to turn some heads and let's be honest he's not the only young guy who was turning heads in tonight's ball game jacob young first and foremost clucks his first hit which was a bunt whatever first and foremost what everyone cares about that throw in the eighth inning getting alejandro kirk who let's be honest not the fastest runner ever but jacob young That throw was incredible. That is why this Nationals team has deserved this scrappiness title. Then, of course, the ninth inning, Kyle Finnegan loading the bases, nobody out, and we still somehow, someway, get the win. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Real quick housekeeping here, just get the nightly comment out of the way. John Schneider, you are awful at this. The worst. Toronto Blue Jay offense yet again, completely useless outside of Davis Schneider outside of his ninth inning at bat in a 5-4 home loss to Washington, one for 11 with runners in scoring position. My goodness. Tomorrow afternoon's series finale is the game of the season so far for the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's take a look at what's at stake. The September stretch drive is upon us, and the Blue Jays are 13-13 and 13 in August. Now, my goodness. So will they go limping into the pennant race month of September off of an under 500 August? Yikes. And a loss tomorrow afternoon would mean that this homestand, which was six games all against teams under 500, would have gone two and four. Yikes again. I mean, as is, the Toronto Blue Jays have won just eight of their last 20 games at Rogers Center. Hmm. Now be sure to join me on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast tomorrow as we'll get set for that game. Plus, as tomorrow's the Blue Jays' last game in August, we'll deep dive the good and the bad and the ugly of what we saw from the Toronto Blue Jays this month. The Reds beat the Giants yesterday and avoided a sweep at the hands of San Francisco. Our host with Cincinnati has more from the win. Hunter Green looked better, and the Cincinnati Reds finished the West Coast trip at 500. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. In 10 games on the West Coast, the Reds went 5-5. Five and five. Not something even the best of Reds teams can say a whole lot of, and it was good to see the way that the Reds finished the series, as Hunter Green looked a lot better. He's not perfect, still got some work to do, but five and a third innings, three hits allowed, one walk. Love to see that kind of production. Not a lot of hard contact either. That was some good stuff, but CES was the star of the show. Four hits, a homer to dead center field, and three RBIs. He had all of the RBIs uh, other than the uh, great double steal that uh, Spencer Steer stole home, Ellie De La Cruz stole second. It was just a good day. The Reds looked a lot better. Now they head home to face the Cubs. We'll have you covered on all the big stuff coming up for the Reds and what this all means on the next Locked On Reds. Coming up, the Astros get a sweep in Boston. This is Locked On Game to Game MLB.
Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL's Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and anything else you want to bet on. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. The Cubs overcame a couple of errors. They beat the Brewers yesterday afternoon, and Chicago now sits just three games behind Milwaukee in the NL Central. Locked On Cubs has more after the Cubs took two out of three against the Brewers. The Cubs with one of their best series victories in five years, defeating the Milwaukee Brewers two out of three at home at Wrigley. They beat Corbin Burns on Tuesday, Brandon Woodruff on Wednesday. Wednesday's game was a doozy. 3-2 final. Cubs led 2-0. Brewers came back to tie it late, 2-2. Cubs took a late lead in the bottom of the eighth with a Cody Bellinger infield single. And then Adbert Alzali was able to shut it down. The Cubs are for real. They're for real to, to take two out of three from the hottest team in baseball at the time, the Milwaukee Brewers, and doing it uh, in one run low affair games which is you know what the brewers do uh typically was just really awesome to see they'll have a day off thursday and then a big four game set in cincy but the cubs are are, are the real deal hi everybody chuck freeman from the lockdown brewers anchor desk yeah the brewers nine game winning streak comes to an end this was like one of those games we've seen so many times this year where they just couldn't score one nothing justin Steele on the hill the guy's 15 and three and then three relievers did a great job for the Cubs. Couldn't touch Azalea. Brewers had a chance to late in this game. They got a leadoff bunt single by Christian Yelich. I thought maybe we should have tagged up on a sack fly. Instead, he stole on the next pitch and got thrown out easily at second base. And that pretty much was the ball game. One, two, three in the ninth inning. Corbin Burns, I thought, pitched great. Seven strong innings out of him. Uh, couldn't score many runs. Couldn't get anything going. But... Again, tough to be critical on these guys because they've been so good offensively and they still got a four-game lead in the division. Let's get back at it. Brandon Woodruff, afternoon game. We'll talk to you coming up in a little bit here with a full edition of Locked on Brewers. The Houston Astros had never swept a series at Fenway Park before last night when Houston beat Boston for the third straight time behind a four-run sixth inning. Locked on Red Sox and Astros recap the series. Hey, Alex, you know one thing I miss? I miss hitting back-to-back home runs with you. Yeah, me too. Let's do it tonight versus the Red Sox. Okay, let's do that. But I think something else happened tonight. Oh, guess who's back? Michael Brantley's back. How you doing, Michael Brantley? Oh, wait. Oh, I didn't know I was recording. Uh, let me go and put my toys. Eric Heisman. This is Eric Heisman with the Locked On Astros podcast. And the Astros win the game 6-2. to two. They had back-to-back home runs from Alvarez and Bregman early in the game to stake an early lead for J.P. France, who recovered from his disastrous outing versus the same team at Minmade Park. You had the return of Michael Brantley, and then you had the rest of the bullpen come in. You had some, a great slide by Yiner Diaz, and then uh, now it's going to be a decision about how Dusty Baker is going to manage the playing time with Michael Brantley. Go and check out tonight's Locked On Astros podcast. Hi, this is Gabby from Locked On Red Sox. 
Another day, another frustrating loss for Boston as they fell 6-2 to two to the Houston Astros tonight. Duvall has truly just been unbelievable with this crazy tear that he's going on. Hit yet another home run tonight. That's seven home runs in nine games, which is absolutely nuts. And Brian Bayo did not have the best start tonight, didn't have the worst start either. He gave up a couple home runs, and I thought he looked fine overall. But... It's still a problem that the Red Sox starting pitchers are not going deep into games right now because it's really been forcing Cora to use bullpen arms in situations where they wouldn't normally pitch. And it's not fair because everybody's exhausted and they've been having to pull a lot of weight lately. So the starting pitching has just been a huge disappointment lately. Six and a half games out of the wild card now, so the chances of making it are slim to none. The Yankees scored at least one run in the first four innings and led throughout the night against the Tigers. After the win in Detroit, Locked on Yankees has more. This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked on Yankees, and the Yankees won a series. I know. I can't believe it either. It's taken 10. They haven't won a series since the end of July. Was it the end? Sort of the end? July 21st through the 23rd? I guess it's toward the end of July. Anyway, it's been a really long time. They won the first three games against Detroit. Wednesday's final was 6-2. Gleyber Torres and Giancarlo Stanton were in the thick of things offensively. Garrett Cole earns his 12th win. The big story, though, and we're going to discuss this on our show, and I didn't mean to rhyme there, but... I can't help myself. Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells are going to be with the Yankees in Houston on Friday. We kind of expected Wells. We we were thinking we wouldn't be surprised to see Wells, but the Dominguez thing. I would have been more surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to a carpet. If you get that movie reference, you're old. So we're going to talk about all this on the next Locked on Yankees. So tune in. The Dodgers swept the Diamondbacks and put Arizona on the outside looking in for the NL wild card. Locked on Diamondbacks and Dodgers recap LA's win. The D-backs were big brothered by the LA Dodgers, but really, what's new? Miller Thomas of Locked on Dimebacks here. The D-backs enter this series against the Dodgers, desperately needed needing some wins as they are in the thick of things in the NL wildcard race. But in the month of August, the D-backs are 0-5 against this LA Dodgers team who just seem to heat up. As the season gets on, this D-backs team have been owned by the Dodgers the last few years, and later in the season when the D-backs really need these wins, it's a little bit more demoralizing to see the Dodgers really take it to you because the starting pitching for the D-backs bad the whole series. The Dodgers offense good the whole series. D-backs really needed a couple of these victories, but hey, even with this sweep by the Dodgers, D-backs still only a half game back in the NL wildcard race with a whole bunch of games coming up against the Chicago Cubs and San Francisco Giants. I am not giving up hope just yet. Hey Siri, why are people so surprised about how good the Dodgers are? The answer is unclear, Jeff. The Dodgers are an excellent team, and people should have put more respect on their names back when everyone else thought all you had to do to win was spend a crap load of money. Good answer, Siri. What's up? It's Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. Dodgers now 24-4 and in August. They swept the Diamondbacks. They are easily in control of the National League West, going to win that division, and still have a shot at being the number one seed in the National League playoffs. If they want that job, 
Uh, we'll maybe talk about that on tomorrow morning's episode, Locked on Dodgers, what seed we think the Dodgers want to have going into the playoffs. But the fact is, Dodgers playing great baseball. They shut out the Diamondbacks 7 to nothing. Ryan Pepio, who was supposed to be in the starting rotation at the start of the year, he got injured. He now made his uh, third appearance since coming back, and he's been awesome. He uh, threw five scoreless innings. Ryan Yarbrough finished off the Ryan and Ryan connection. Shut out the Diamondbacks. Great game. Continuing a great month. One more game this month. Let's get it done and let's listen to Locked On Dodgers. That'll do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game MLB. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. We're in the nitty gritty now. It's the playoff push. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On MLB and your favorite team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.